Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and this is a very special episode because it is the 2023 Racing with Ryan podcast awards. So I hope you guys are ready for a fun show here. Um, I did this one a little bit later than I did uh, last year's edition, actually looking back through the shows. And uh, the reason is I wanted to tie this year into the 2023 awards banquet for New Smyrna Speedway which we just had this past weekend at the at the Spruce Creek Flying. We ended up having a lot of fun with that. Um, I know it was a little bit long, kind of drawn out. Um, some of that's my fault, um, and some of that is just too many giveaways. So I think we'll try to trim down on some of that um, for next year. But it was a lot of fun, and I was glad to see a packed house. I think that's the most people we've ever had for a banquet. It, it was amazing. Um, I think like 90% of our top five in all the classes were there and then some. So... Again, it was great to see everybody. I had a lot of fun with that. I went into that uh, banquet with the mindset of, let's just do this thing, man. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's not worry about anything. Let's just go do it. And, uh, you know, I was battling a little bit of a cold that uh, my daughter had passed down to me. Um, I'd felt really bad all all week, pretty much. Uh, She felt bad. And then once she got better, I got bad. And then we kind of been trading it back and forth a little bit, but, uh, you know, I just went in there and, uh, did the thing and hope you guys had a little bit of fun with it and, uh, love to hear your feedback on it. Haven't really heard anything, you know, other than I know there was some grumbling towards the end when we were still doing giveaways, we hadn't done the champion jet and all that stuff. Uh, it's typical for the banquet to take a little while and to have more giveaways than necessary. But again, like I said, uh, we can work on that, try to thin it down for 24. So, um, with that said, I do want to get right into our awards here on uh, segment number one. The first two segments of the show are going to contain a number of awards that I've come up with over the last few years um, from this show and from different things that I've done uh, throughout my broadcasting career here with New Smyrna. And I will say that this uh, this show is mostly New Smyrna. Uh, that's you know, obviously my home track. That's where we follow the entire season. I love to get out to the other tracks and support the other tracks, but we don't follow the storylines quite as closely as we're able to since we're at New Smyrna on a weekly basis. So um, this will be a very New Smyrna heavy show. I would love to see other tracks do something similar to this with their media outlets. Um, and some of this stuff, you know, we, we did a few kind of sillier, more fun awards at the awards banquet. Um so there might be a little bit of crossover here and there. Holly and I got together, came up with a few awards. Some of those, listen, some of those were on her, some of those were on me. I'll let you figure out what is what. And if you're mad about something, like I said at the banquet, don't give us a reason to pick on you, and you won't be picked on. It's it's easy. It's easy. If you if you like to to be vocal and stir the pot, well, you, you got to be able to take it too, right? Um. So yeah. Uh, Big show here today. First couple segments are going to be the Race with Ryan podcast awards. And then segment number three, we're going to have the Fans Choice Awards segment. Um, I reached out on my social media platforms and put some feelers out there to see what you guys could come up with, you the listeners or the fans. And uh, we're going to see what you guys have in store for us on segment number three. And we have a little bit of news and some around the state in the third segment as well. So we hope you'll stay tuned all the way through. It will be a full show. With that said, let's go ahead and get into it. 
um, some of these awards, they have a lot of meat to them. Some of them don't, but I've got it split up. Got about 36 different awards to give out here, so buckle in and let's get right into it. Let's start with a big one, shall we? Uh, this one was tough. This was uh, Driver of the Year, and I had three different people typed into this, um, but then I went through the rest of the awards and started awarding other things, and I tried to spread things around. There are a couple of repeats here and there, but again, uh, we did try to spread things around a little bit. So my Driver of the Year actually goes to Matt Hirschman for his Speed Week's dominance. I don't know that we'll ever see someone come out and do what Matt Hirschman did again. It's uh, it's it's pretty tough to win five nights in a row at Speed Weeks. And yes, you know, asterisk by the uh, by the fifth one there with the Richie Evans getting rained out, but being deemed official on qualifying. Um, yeah, man, he was he was lights out. So Matt Hirschman, driver of the year again. Like I said, I had a couple couple other people in here and had to backspace and I had to think about it then I slept on it then I asked a couple of other people for some advice and this is what I come up with so Matt Hirschman wins driver of the year overall rookie of the year uh, because you know I'm just gonna go back to the first one I do consider speed weeks part of the season even though it's not for points um, so that did come into consideration there um, overall rookie of the year for 2023 that has to go to Blake Clouser. I mean kid came out won a bunch of super stock races and won the championship over some really good veteran drivers. I mean, Justin Spears, defending champion, George Spears, um, champion and winner himself, Bobby Holly, of course, Tyler Prinesti. Um, you know, there was quite a few guys, even though the numbers weren't so big for the super stocks this year, there was a number of guys he had to beat and the youngster got it done. So Blake Clouser is our overall Rookie of the Year, Superstock Rookie of the Year, and a Superstock Champion. Most Improved Driver for 2023. Again, another tough one, but when you just kind of sit down and think about things, the only one that really jumped to the top of the list for me was Michael Goddard in the Super Late Model. Came out with his number 37 early in the season, won a Florida Sunbelt Series race, and didn't just, like, luck into a win here. Qualified fastest, won the race, Looked really good. Uh, that team, unfortunately, had some turmoil at another track that kind of set them behind. But then Michael Goddard got behind the wheel of one of the Kauffman Racing number 58s, put that car on the podium during the regular season, and then Governor's Cup came out in the backup 58 car and finished fourth in the Governor's Cup. I mean, that, to me, was super impressive. Um, Michael had a great season, finished second in points, had a... Kind of had a chance to win the championship. Kind of had that chance go away. So, Michael Goddard is our most improved driver. Comeback driver of the year. I give this one to Steve Barnes. Uh, basically for the fact that he, well, he came back. Um, you know, there there was a time when Steve was frustrated and went to do other things and realized, well, the pasture's not always greener. And he's come back and he's going to be racing for the championship here in 24. He didn't run every single race in 23. Um, but did well, could have, should have, would have won a couple of races here and there. Uh, but Steve Barnes wins the comeback driver of the year. Uh, new one for this edition of the Race with Ryan podcast awards, the Oh So Close Award. Give that to Danny Fry for his efforts in the Sportsman Series, was runner-up to Travis Devendorf, the eventual winner. Um, I thought Danny had it. Travis Devendorf's season started kind of rough. 
and Danny was very consistent. But the last race of the season, Danny just couldn't get through traffic. Travis could. Travis wins the race, wins the championship. So the oh-so-close award, or the tough luck award even, uh, that's going to go to Danny Fry. The best rivalry, I've got two here because I, I I wrote one down and then I was, I was reviewing things today. I, I had to add this one. So this is a split decision, and you guys can let me know which one you think is, is better. But for best rivalry... Again, thinking back to Speed Weeks, I have Jason Lester versus Jerry Simons, and then I have Paul Kochi versus NASCAR. Both drivers got themselves due uh, to events throughout the season. Um, they've irked NASCAR. Um, so maybe it's uh, Jerry Simons and Paul Kochi versus NASCAR is the best rivalry this year. Um, luckily, both drivers reinstated, and we can, you know, Jerry won the championship for the Modifieds. Uh, Paul was reinstated, ran another race, and uh, is regrouping for 24. Race of the year. This is always a tough one because it's really easy to think about what happened the last like couple of races of the year, recency bias. Um, that's why I'm so thankful for Speedway Video. You can go back, you can see the highlights. Um, a lot of times you'll look at what some of the most viewed races are to get an idea, but I went back to May 13th to find our race of the year. And I give it to uh, the pro truck race that night. This was the battle, the epic last five laps or so between Richard LeVance and Taylor Watson. Watson led at the white flag. LeVance powers back. They're swapping position. They're sideways. They're coming to the checkers. And Richard LeVance gets his first new Smyrna win. And little did he know that was going to parlay himself to a championship this season. Um and then you get Taylor Watson, who's just like thrilled in victory lane and uh, may have delivered the line of the year. And if you want to know what that is, stay tuned to the show because it may have won an award. Uh, but yeah, race of the, of, of the year. And again, if you want to go back and see these specific things, go find the race on Speedway Video. But the battle between Richard LeVance and Taylor Watson in this one, it was so good. It was phenomenal. So that is my race of the year. I believe this is another new award for 2023, my biggest surprise. And I give that to Curtis Robinson. He got his first career EMOD win early in the season. Now, this was after all the turmoil, but we still had the heavy hitters in the field that night. And Curtis Robinson finally got himself a uh, a victory in the EMODs. So it was good to see that. And he gets my biggest surprise of 23. The Tough Luck Award. We're getting into the, uh, you know, again, these are kind of random. Uh, some some you want to win, some you don't. This is one of those that uh, it's more of a consolation prize. Uh, the Tough Luck Award, I got to give it to Brian Gaten. His rookie modified season wasn't what he was hoping it was going to be. Um, got involved in a number of dust-ups. Uh, luckily, one rookie of the year. So again, some consolation. Uh, I mean, even the last race of the season got destroyed. It just couldn't keep the car underneath him. And talking to Brian, you know, he said the, the toughest thing about making the jump was only getting a race once every, you know, five, six weeks or so. It was just tough to keep his, his groove going. So at last plan, he was going to get an EMOD and run the EMOD a little bit in between the modified races just to kind of keep himself fresh behind the wheel. So uh, I hope that comes to fruition for him, but he wins the Tough Luck Award. But still, I mean, you know, could have been a lot worse because he could have won the uh, – nobody wants to win this one. This is the Should Have Left It On The Trailer Award brought to you by our good friend – and listener Mike Smith. That one, we have to give to Gage Spears. Poor kid, man. Had his uh, number 18. I think he won a heat race. And then 
first lap of the feature goes on it goes into one and two kind of goes up the track then gets loose coming off the corner comes up across the bumper of david russell and just a grinding crash it, it was <clears throat> it was one of the worst crashes of the year i mean it destroyed the entire right side sheared the body from the race car and then they go they get a new car and they blow a motor and then they take some time off they come back for speed weeks gage can't or i'm sorry for governor's cup gage can't get out to qualify so he's got to start out back and just i mean it, whatever could have went wrong did go wrong for gage spears this year crashes motor issues mechanical problems um everything so gage spears wins the uh should have kept it on the trailer award brought to you by Mike Smith. <clears throat> Another fun one here. The best shouting match for 2023. This one, got to give it to our buddy Frank the Tank Button for his uh, after the checkers shouting match with the flagman. He was uh, kind of beat out on a couple of questionable restarts by Chase Simons. Frank, uh, it was the night when I went to interview him. And he said, I'd rather not talk. And um, he saved all of his talking. <coughs> Excuse me. Saved all of his talking for yelling at the flagman. And uh, the, the line as I'm walking back up the stairs in the, the night is, uh, Frank, we can hear you, buddy. He was not happy. So that was definitely, uh, you know, some of these are, are so specific. It's, it's hard to think of, but this one came to mind right away. Uh, Frank got himself in a little bit of trouble for that one too, by the way. Um, the next one. The Stir the Pot Award. I mean, come on. You got to give it to Paul Kochi, right? He's ever, you know, he was so gung-ho about the season. And then he had an in-car camera. He said some not-so-nice things. He said the, one of the forbidden words in today's society. He got himself in trouble. And um, then wanted to blame everybody but himself. And then comes back and then just wants to keep blaming everybody but himself. And, um, I mean... I love Paul Kochi. He's a fiery, he's a fiery guy behind the wheel. He's a crazy personality. Um, and I mean that in, in a good way, but man, he does not like to take blame for nothing, even if it may be his fault. So Paul definitely gets the stir the pot award. He'll get you stirred up if, uh, if you let him and, um, you know, that, that's his nature. He's fiery by nature and he wins the stir the pot award finish of the year. So we had a race of the year not too long ago. And um, again, we're going to go to the Florida Pro Trucks. And again, it involves Richard Levance. This was, uh, Pro Trucks were quite exciting this year. Um, finish the year goes to Richard Levance when he came backwards across the finish line in the Pro Truck finale to win the championship by a mere two points. I remember it was a hell of a fight between he and Becca Monopoly. And uh, it all came down to one position. He gets spun out. Rich Levance looks like he's got the championship in hand. Coming off turn number four, he and Palmer Hag get together. Levance goes around, and thank God it was wet down there because the grass kind of, instead of uh, slowing him up, kind of sped him up across the line. And Richard Levance wins the championship backwards in a heap on the front straightaway. That was October 14th, if you want to go back and watch it, by the way. Best save of the year brought to you by our friends at Speedway Video. You know, this one was tough um i had to consult with a few people on this one but um when this one was suggested to me at hands down one big gravy with that big save down the front straightaway um dan walters in the white mustang the video has gone viral as i said it was going to um big gravy with that big save it looked like he was going to destroy another mustang in the front stretch at new smyrna and he did not it, it proves that even though the one-on-one -on -one match races for spectator racing are pretty exciting and i hope to see more excitement here 
this coming weekend. But Big Gravy wins the best save of the year. Another new one here for this year. I did sprinkle some new stuff um, here and there. Uh, it's the one of my favorite things to do during a race is to take pictures of drivers that I don't like who have crashed out and say, you love to see it. So I had to have the love to see it award. And uh, it's funny, it's counterintuitive to my purpose on, online to, to troll. Um, but it goes to somebody that you actually feel good for. And it was Ben Say winning his first race, winning the Bomber 30, the biggest Bomber B race of the year. And Ben Say got the win, had a hell of a car. And unfortunately, the white pony has been put down to pasture um, after a crash middle of the season. But love to see it, man. I love a first-time winner. I love to see a team that has struggled and struggled and struggled finally get it all together. The crash of the year. Yeah, this one, there's a couple to think about, but um, I give this one to James Mateos in the 25 Bomber A, if you remember... It was a heat race coming to the checkers, went up over the back of, I think it was God, it was Aaron Foy, and went upside down across the line in second. And, um, you know, a spectacular flip right there in the front straightaway for all to see. Um, There's some extracurriculars after all. Uh, just crazy, crazy sequence. I know there might have been some harder hits, but maybe there's awards for that as well. So we give, uh, and I, I finally looked up how to say this guy's name because, Sometimes, and, and and I have to apologize to Tim Nicholas because I've been calling him Tim Nichols for the last year and a half. Because when it comes up to the on the score sheet, it says it says something else, and it's anyways. I, I went up and looked how to pronounce this man's name. So crash the year goes to James Mateos in the twenty five. And if that's still wrong, somebody correct me. <laughs> but I, w- I went to the Google Translate basically and had him tell me how to say it. The most excited, we're going to finish off here with uh, the most exciting division, the strongest division, before we take our first commercial break and get into the second half of the awards. Most exciting division this year, I had to give to the Superlight models. There is nothing better during the regular season than to see a big pack of Superlight models take off down the front straightaway at New Smyrna. They roar, they screech as they hit the chip going into one. Um, and when you can get a good pack of, you know, 13 to 18 of them like we were getting on average for the Florida Sunbelt Series. It really brings the excitement back. We've been lacking the excitement in super late model racing other than World Series, Governor's Cup, things like that, Clyde Hart. Um, so it's just nice to see the Sunbelt Series actually pan out because I was, as you guys know, I was a, a, a critic of that first race and, and almost like, whoa, we need a wake-up call here because that was unfortunate. And... Uh, you know, then to see this year, I mean, 18 cars for a regular 100 lapper. I mean, I think the lowest total was 13, and even that ended up being a great race. So it's just great to see some excitement back with the Super Late Models. Great to see some of these guys like Daniel Webster coming back out to support it. Um, you know, Bobby Gordon, Brian Finney, uh, Todd Cornwell coming out, Brad May, of course, George Gorham coming back, uh, Jeff Schofield here and there. Um, it's just nice to see... The names that people are always, is so-and-so coming? Is so-and-so coming? Um, it was nice to have that this year. So the Super Lights win the Most Exciting Division Award. And now, before we take our first break here, the strongest division, I have to give that to the Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks. I mean, what a great season for the trucks. It's almost like the, the same thing as the Supers. We were getting 13 to 18 trucks a week. And these are for 25 lappers. Um, Ashley Holmes Jacks has, has put a lot of uh, money and effort into into the series to bring it back, and not only has it helped us at New Smyrna, which is amazing, obviously, selfishly, 
Um, but to see the rise of the pro trucks in the state, you go to Auburndale, you're going to get a good truck field. You go to Citrus, even up there, they were getting good truck counts as well. So, yeah, it's just it's great to see that uh, division just thriving again. Uh, great addition to any card at any track in the state right now. So pro trucks, definitely the strongest, and I hope that continues going into 2024. I don't see any reason that it won't unless everybody wants to step all over each other and, and fight for trucks. So um, with that said, let's take our first commercial break here. We'll come back with the second half of the awards. Plenty of good ones to stay tuned to find out, including best nickname, most dominating performance, fan of the year. We have that as well. Um, one of my favorites, the Drop the Mic Award, um, and another new one, the Sudden Stop Award. So don't stop listening. We have plenty more to talk about. Come back on the other side. Hey, everyone. We want to take a few moments and thank some of our great sponsors here with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including one of our first anchor sponsors, 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that is Ron D'Alessandro's company. He's been with us for the last couple of years, not only here on the show, but supporting local short track racing as well, and the Florida Southern Ground Pounders and the 602 Modifieds that race over at New Smyrna. Uh, Ron, he's an all-around good guy, and he's very talented. Of course, he can handle all your welding and fabrication needs. But go to his Etsy store, check out Etsy.com, and search for 124 Welding and Fabrication. You can see some of the great items that he already has for sale. They make great gifts. If you got a birthday coming up or you want to plan ahead for Christmas and start getting some of that knocked out, check out what he already has to offer. Or you can get with him and have something custom made. We have our Racing with Ryan podcast studio emblem hanging up in the studio. It is a beautiful piece. Uh, Ron does great work. Um, also very good for, for trophies, for awards. I know he did the trophies for the Ground Pounders uh, a couple of years ago, and they're some of the coolest trophies I've ever seen. So um, if you need anything like that done, maybe awards for a baseball team, uh, for a quarter midget, for anything like that, make sure you check out 124 Welding and Fabrication. Obviously, if you need something welded or fabbed, Ron is your man. Keep it local. Keep it trusted. We wouldn't trust anybody else here on the Racing with Ryan podcast except Ron D'Alessandro. And again, we thank him for his support. Again, that's 124 Welding and Fabrication. Check out his Etsy store, etsy.com. Search for 124 Welding and Fab. It'll come right up and uh, see what he has to offer and purchase yours today. We'd also like to thank our friends at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. If you're in the market for a new racing fuel cell for your vehicle, make sure you check out Schultz Fuel Cells. They're designed and manufactured in the United States to be safer, longer lasting, and they will outperform all other fuel cells that you can get your hands on. Also, they specialize in their fuel recovery systems. You can save on your fuel expenses, significant maintenance reductions, along with a safer working environment, better for the actual environment, the outside environment, and it'll eliminate your fuel disposal fees. Those are just some of the products that Schultz Engineer Products focuses on, and you can check them out on the web at schultzproducts.com. You give them a call at 732-922-4334, or for email inquiries, you can reach out to them at info at schultzproducts.com. That's info at schultzproducts.com, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Schultz Engineered Products. We welcome them as one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Make sure you check out their website, schultzproducts.com, for everything that they offer. And hey, 
If you're racing and you want to stay safe, get one of their fuel cells installed on your race car. You will not regret it. We also thank SRQ Taxes in Sarasota, Florida. We know tax season has come and gone, but guess what? It's never too early to get a head start on next year or to start thinking about next year. And hey, if you have any issues with your taxes or you know, you're looking to get a hold of somebody that can help out your business, check out srqtaxes.com. Click on their services portal and you can see everything that they offer from accounting software selection, audits, compliance, bookkeeping, business consulting, Um, They do estate and trusts. They do financial analysis, statements, IRS representation in case you have any issues. They even have a notary public on hand for all of those documents that you might need notarized. And of course, tax preparation and planning. So make sure you check out srqtaxes.com located in Sarasota, Florida, or you can uh, Get with Steve Darling at the Auburndale Speedway. He'll be happy to help you out. SRQ Taxes coming on board as another one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also have a a couple of supporters that we would like to thank. Of course, um, we have our anchor sponsors, and then we have those that just support the show. And we got to thank Ken Copley. Of course, he is our EMOD sponsor, but we want to thank him for his support here as well. We'd also like to thank Doug Samian with Do All Lawn and Tree Services. He's come back on board as a supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast. So if you need anything done in your lawn or if you have any overgrown trees on your yard or lot, make sure you contact Doug Samian, get a hold of him, and he will take care of you. Again, big thank you to Doug Samian, big supporter of the show here, driver of the Zero Four Superstock. And if you'd like to become an anchor sponsor or a supporter of the show, just reach out to us here on the Facebook page, or you can give us a call at 321-356-2934. an episode gets you on board, and now we'll let you get back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's continue on with the awards here on the Racing with Ryan podcast for 2023, and let's continue with the best touring series. Got to go ahead and give that one to the NASCAR Wheel and Tour Mods. Uh, that was a fantastic race this year. Uh, back at Speed Weeks, won by Ron Silk, the only modified race that took place without Matt Hirschman getting a win. Um, yeah, just 30-some-odd tour mods, 200 laps, a lot of strategy, a lot of passing. Um, what more could you want? I think they're going to have some rivals this year. I know everybody's thing is to to jump straight to the NASCAR Wheel and Tour Modifieds, of course, we're going to have the ASA Southern, or I'm sorry, it is Southern Super Series kind of, sort of. It's a co-sanctioned event, but it is the ASA National Stars Tour. Um, that's going to join the Tour Modifieds um, on Tuesday the 13th. So, I don't know. Could be some competition for the NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds in next season's awards, but we'll find out. <clears throat> Moving on now, the best nickname for 2023. Sorry, Chuck. I had to do this. I had to give this to Charles Friddle, Bad Luck Chuck. Um, you know, he, his season, if you if you go back to the end of 22 and into 23, it was pretty dismal. He had that silver number 70, destroyed it several times, broke ribs, hit this, hit that, crashed into this, crashed into him, crashed into her. And then this year, he's like Mr. Breakout Man. So he did get a, he did get a win, but Bad Luck Chuck for a nickname, pretty tough to beat. Best personality, I give this to Travis Devendorf. I just love his demeanor uh, when he gets out of a car. Um, and he kind of talked about this at the banquet when, um, you know, 
back uh, before he started racing, he was just this snotty little kid. And, and I say that with utmost respect. He would go up on the tower and tell everybody how he's going to be out there. And now he wins at a, ra- a race and he kind of, he's got that Kyle Busch swag when he gets out. He's got the bow, he's got the flag wave. Um, but then you, you think he's just going to be some arrogant kid then, right? No, like you listen to him speak and he's just well-versed. He's he's well-spoken. Um, he's sincere. He covers all the bases that you would want with an interview. I mean, he had the best, in, in my opinion, he had the best speech of the night um, during the speeches. And, you know, I did wanted everybody during the banquet to have a chance to talk, to thank people. Um, if they had a speech, that wanted them to take the speech. I, I feel like, in, you know, it drags the show on. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's not about you. It's It's about everybody coming together and having their moment. <coughs> so at the banquet, I gave everybody their moment, and Travis Devendorf made sure he got everything in there. And um, I don't know, I just think he's a good kid. So Travis Devendorf wins our best personality for 2023. The most dominating performance. Got to give this to Sean Bass. I mean, hands down, was definitely in contention for driver of the year. Uh, he, Brad May, a couple other guys, definitely in contention for that. Um, but we give Sean Bass the most dominating performance or performer, really, uh, pretty much every mod mini race, five out of the six of them, he was the most dominant performer. Um, hard to beat the guy, and really the only guy that uh, that beat him was, was Jerry Simons because Sean's car just wouldn't go on the restarts that day. Um, back to back, uh, literally did not plan this. Um, like I said, I try to spread the love around, but sometimes things just line up, right? Hardest to pass. Well, I had to get that to Sean Bass too because anytime Sean Bass was out front, literally nobody was getting around him. You know, it was uh, it was no tough task. The fact that Jerry Simons was able to to get by him, I mean, that was almost like the IROC of um, Mod Minis, that Governor's Cup race with, with Jerry and Sean kind of in similarly prepared vehicles um, Sean's car looked way better on the long run, Jerry better on the short run, and it all balanced out. Uh, but yeah, literally once Sean Bass got in the front in those mod mini races before Governor's Cup, it was literally over. Like you're like, well, that's it. Unless that car blows up, blows a tire, um, an act of God. Um, yeah, Sean Bass, really hard to pass. Nobody was doing it. Team of the year, another really hard one. I consulted with a couple different people and they were... Uh, giving me, you know, I got a couple of different answers. I got one that was just like, I can't pick one. There's too many good ones. I went with David Gold Racing because I feel like David Gold, uh, he's always been that, uh, you know, yeah, we're just here to have a good time kind of personalities, but they really put it all together this year for, um, you know, they had ringers, they had everybody kind of in the 16 car, um, but they all put it together for Blake Clouser to come out and win the championship. And it was probably the best season for David Gold Racing as a whole. And honestly, if Rich would have driven the full season, or if David Gold would have run the full season, or they would have ran that car more often, um, you know, excuse me, they, they probably could have gotten a few more wins. Sportsman of the Year. This is an award I like to give out to somebody that I see in the pit area that uh, does well on others, not because he feels like he needs to, not because he feels like he needs to get on social media and toot his horn and be like, hey, look at me. I'm the best. Look at me. Just does it for the bettering of competition. And sometimes they're just all around good people. So um, 
I give this to Brad May, and there's a couple reasons. Uh, first being, when Mike McLeay crashed his number 19 car in the Shark Boy 100, destroyed his car, um, they were able to get Mike back on track. It's been a tough, it's been a tough go of things, but Brad and that team had an old car that they decided to sell to them so that they could keep them going. So, again, Brad May looking out for the competition. Uh, when, when it's not all about you, you want to have others to to run about, you, to run with, and and to keep things going in a positive direction, like the prolates were this year for the most part. Um, and then, I mean, Brad May and his family are just good people. And, and this one's personal. This is not why he won the award, but just to kind of paint the picture and give you an all-around good look at it. Uh, he and his wife saw something in the store and just decided then and there that they needed to get it for my daughter for Christmas. They don't need to do that. That, you know, just things like that. I mean, obviously, the thing for my daughter just warms my heart. And just, it literally, when she plays with it and turns around and looks at me and goes, this is awesome. It just makes, it makes me feel good. But then to, to know that somebody who doesn't owe me a damn thing would just want to do that because they're good people. That's what I'm looking for in Sportsman of the Year. So I give that to Brad May. <coughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still getting over this damn cough from my kid getting me sick um and then you know at the banquet he won the uh, nice guys finish first award so you know it's kind of the the same line of thinking drop the mic so best quote of the year and sometimes this is somebody who's mad somebody sometimes it's hey i just you know it's a denny hamlin i beat all your favorite drivers and sometimes it's just one of those quotes that you just don't forget and, and again this is so tough because there's so many good things that are said over the PA all year long. Sometimes I need, you know, to, to tap into somebody else's brain. And I, I will thank um, one of my consultants here. I'm not going to throw him under the bus who, who helped with this uh, on occasion. Um, <clears throat> but uh, they reminded me of Taylor Watson when she was in that fantastic race with Richard Levance when she said, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I threw up in my helmet a little bit. That's how intense the racing is. And we're racing for a couple hundred bucks on a Saturday night for a couple hundred people we don't know. And yet these drivers are so into it, they're literally getting sick in their helmets. So that one, that was a good one. I was like, yep, that has to be it. A lot of times we focus on who cursed at who or who called so-and-so a, you know, a bad word. But this was just pure racing emotion, and I love it. Best celebration. Uh, this one we give to Paul Kochi for his red-eye celebration. Um, I know he's very upset he didn't get to uh, uh, come back and, and defend his red-eye victory. Hopefully he'll be at the family fun night coming up this weekend so he'll get a chance to win the first Super Soccer Race of the year nonetheless. Um, best paint scheme. I give this one, this is personal, uh, I give this one to Chuck Rush in the Junkyard Dog. A uh, replica of his uh, car that he would drive on TNT Motor Madness back in the day. A cool show that I used to watch in my parents' bedroom back in the day just because it was race cars and it was on and it was, you know, just backwoods crowd. I loved it. Loved it. <coughs> so Chuck comes out this year with that yellow car with the dog on it, which obviously my kid loves. So another reason for it to win uh, paint scheme of the year. Fan of the year. And I went podcast specific on this one. Uh, we got a lot of great fans at New Smyrna. Um, Andy Morrison, uh, Kenny, back before he went race car driver. Um, yeah, Ka Kathleen and Jim Cohn. You know, they might be a little eccentric on Facebook, but, you know, give them a little bit of a break. If, if you know, come on. 
they they mean well. They mean well. Uh, they're just very enthusiastic about some things and uh, a lot of great fans. <clears throat> but uh, for the Racing with Ryan podcast awards, man, I got to give it to Ron Alessandro. Um, the the man he literally every time I come out with an episode, he shares it. He tells people to listen. He supports the show. He made our badass um, Racing with Ryan fantasy trophy, which I need to give to John Gross. So, John, if you're coming to Family Fun Night, please let me know uh, so I can get that trophy for you. It's sitting back here on the shelf, and uh, sad to see it go, but it needs to go to its rightful home. Uh, so thank you to Ron Alessandro, our fan of the year. Just uh, appreciate your support, man. Um, looking forward to seeing you back on the racetrack. Uh, appreciate all you do. For the ground pounders, appreciate what you do and, and just your your kindness uh, when you're when you're at the racetrack. So, Ron Alessandro, fan of the year, best special race of the year. These are your big races. Your, you know, <clears throat> Richie Evans, your Red Eyes, your this, your that, and um, hands down, got to give it to the Florida Governors Cup 200. This was the most exciting Governors Cup I've been a part of. I. Been a part of a couple that were rather lackluster. I mean, Matt Craig, no, nothing against Matt Craig, but he won he won that one race, and I think he led all 200 laps. We had the one race where there's only like 14 cars. Uh, you know, we just kind of seen the race be, uh, you know, 2022, was it? No, we didn't do it in 22. 21 had a lot of cars, had some good competition, but the race just was kind of eh. Um, but this year's Governor's Cup was fantastic. A lot of comers and goers. You had some accidents. You had some mechanical stuff. You had great competition throughout. And then just a, a great duel between Stephen Nassie and William Byron there at the end. Sucks that William Byron broke because maybe it could have been a photo finish. But um, it was just such a good race all the way through. It just had enough action at all times. Um, it, just, it was perfect. It was a great race. Loved it. I know some people were thrown off by the competition cautions. Listen, that doesn't bother me because I understand the purpose of it. And um, honestly, if we saw live pit stops, we'd see half the field. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, so Governor's Cup, yeah, wins race, best special race of the year. Uh, best air. Yeah, yeah, This got to have this one in there, right? Got to give that to Gavin Graham at the Red Eye back in January, the first race of the year, uh, when he went up and over, and Tom just – put this clip up and me and my daughter watched it several times the other night. She was kind of inspired by what she was seeing is kind of crazy. It's so funny to watch a young child uh, who enjoys watching race cars. When they see something they know is not supposed to happen, they get real astonished by it. You know, it really is <clears throat> amazing what we can see in these races. So Gavin Graham with his spectacular ramp and flip over the top of Michael Hind during the red eye, gets our best air award for 23. Uh, a new one here. I did sprinkle a new one here towards the bottom. Uh, we're getting towards the end of this thing. Um, the sudden stop award, a.k.a. hardest hit. Uh, you know, we gave the wall breaker award to Rick Gaither. So Rick gets the hardest hit. I mean, to completely shear the left side of your car apart to where it bends the roof back, to where it bends the floorboard up in your feet, um, to where you break the wall. Yeah, I think Rick Gaither gets the hardest hit sudden stop award for 2023. From um, sudden stop to heartbreaker of the year. Unfortunately, I have to give this one to Michael Goddard's fiery crash that cost him a shot at the championship back at the heart-to-heart -heart race on October 28, 
Um, this was the night where Brad May had issues with the primary, uh, didn't get a good qualifying lap. Michael Goddard had a huge opportunity uh, with Brad May kind of wounded uh, to make up a ton of points and make Governor's Cup Championship night a heck of a, a show. And unfortunately, it was crashed out on lap number three in spectacular fashion, backed into the wall, car erupted into flames. And um, I'm sure you all know the story. Again, if not, Speedway Video, your place to be. Um, yeah, that was that was crazy because I, I love a championship battle. I, I, I've said it before. I love when you got a couple of drivers fighting for the title in the final race. It just makes that final race so much more entertaining because you have battles within battles. They're trying to win the Governor's Cup and they're trying to win a championship. And unfortunately, that we kind of had that taken away from us. Michael Goddard had a great year and it just came undone. Um, this segues nicely into our next award here, the Never Give Up Award, another new one here for 23. And I got to give this one to Brad May on that same race, October 28, 2023. He blew up in practice, ran all the way home to Oviedo to get a backup car they hadn't raced in years and years and years um, so that he could contend for the super late title. Made it out for qualifying in the nick of time. I mean, qualified dead last, but still got qualifying points. It's you know, 15 qualifying points is better than zero qualifying points. So um, that effort there, that never give up effort, and again, we we borrow that from our, our good friend Andy Morrison. That's the kind of thing that keeps you in the chase. And it did. It, it helped secure Brad May um, another Super Late Model Championship. The best storyline, and I want to qualify, uh, quantify here, this is not like the best because like this was the best thing to be talking about all year, but it was the storyline that dominated the Speedway this year, and I'm sure you can guess what it is. Of course, it's the 24-second rule for the Bomber A's. I mean, a lot of controversy with it going in, and then we started to do it, and there was controversy, and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to settle down. <coughs> we'll get the uh, we'll get the hang of things here as the season goes. Yeah, it just got worse and worse, and of course it, it boiled down to, you know, disrupting the championship, so... Naturally, it's the storyline that dominated the the headlines, and uh, it wins the best storyline for twenty two. I wish the best storyline was, you know, Brad May beats Michael Goddard by two points at the end of the Florida Governor's Cup for the Sun Belt Super Late Model Championship. But it, instead, it's uh, Bomber A's are going too fast, and uh, yeah, that's what we got. So, to wrap up this year's twenty twenty three Racing with Ryan podcast awards, hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, I, I enjoyed putting it together and uh, kind of rehashing it here um this is my favorite one. Oh my goodness has become my quote ever since the mustang totaled the wall and uh every year i have to look back at the crash that made me stop in my tracks and say oh my goodness that lump in your throat type feeling and we're gonna go all the way back to the red eye once again and the oh my goodness moment of the year happened the first race of the year at uh, at red eye when Dylan LeBeau went head-on with that savage crash uh, in, during the EMOD race when he and Jeffrey White got together, uh, that was scary. You know, we'd seen a car flip, but then to see a youngster like Dylan LeBeau, uh, you know, somebody that I know quite well, um, go head-on to the wall, and then to see the emotion from Jeffrey White and that kind of thing, because Jeffrey's a tough freaking dude. Um, yeah, it, this, was, this was a crash that lingered for a while, Um Everybody wanted to point the finger at everybody and blame everybody. Um, so not only was it a hard crash, but it had ramifications that rippled through the pit area for 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 months. Um, I think it changed the course of seasons for folks. Um, 
So yeah, definitely the oh my goodness moment of the year. And thank goodness, you know, Dylan, he's young. He hopped out of there, probably felt a little stiff in the morning, but was able to race and obviously race well because he won the championship again. So the oh my goodness moment of the year to wrap up the 2023 Racing with Ryan podcast awards goes to Dylan LeBeau. And um, not the award anybody wants to win, but it's the one I got to give out to to wrap it up. So there's our awards. I, I think we got a nice little list of fun awards to think of to come up with um <clears throat> but I, I can't think of everything and i know you folks have some uh, have some wit to you and some fun so we're gonna head on over to the facebook machine here after the break and we're gonna take a look at the fans choice awards for 2023 see what you guys came up with a lot of you participated i thank you there's some good stuff coming up. There's some, just some of y'all I wanted to just, uh, you know, I want to reach through the computer monitors and ask what the hell's wrong with you. But hey, we're going to talk about it on uh, on segment number three. So stay tuned. We have the Fans Choice Awards coming up and then uh, quick around the state and then a little bit of news to wrap it up. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a few moments here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast. And we're excited to welcome in a brand new sponsor because we know... It costs a lot of money to get to the track these days, whether it be your pit passes, your tires, your fuel, the parts you had to order just to get the car fixed. We know it's expensive, so we welcome on board the SponsorshipSeminar.com. Now, we just had JR Longley on the show just a couple episodes ago. We got to learn all about JR and his expertise on the sponsorship side of things, and that's where the seminar comes in handy. So visit the SponsorshipSeminar.com. It's only $99.00. And you can watch the seminar. Heck, get your whole team together. Get your friends together. Have everybody pitch in, watch the seminar, and learn these new ways and strategies to help you reach out and get those local sponsorships on your car to help lessen the economic impacts of our racing hobby that we love so much. Again, that is the sponsorshipseminar.com with J.R. Longley. You'll learn ways and strategies on how to reach out and find those hard to find sponsors and you'll also learn how you can give back to them that'll hopefully create long-lasting relationships for years and years to come once again that is the sponsorship seminar with jr longley we invite you to check out the sponsorshipseminar.com to see all that they have to offer you can click through you can watch the little preview video and you can order the seminar where you'll get 36 hours of replay access so you can watch it once you can watch it a bunch of times in 36 hours you can watch it by yourself and then, like i said invite everybody over to the garage to work on the car and watch the seminar at the same time jr has over 40 years of sponsorship knowledge and it's all available online for you at your fingertips for the first time once again that is the sponsorship seminar.com we would also like to thank American Auto Tires in Service, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. You can give them a call at 386-428-1941. Of course, that is EJ's company. And if you need anything done, tires, service, you name it, they have you covered. So make sure you stop into American Auto. Or, of course, you can always get with EJ if you're at New Smyrna. Uh, he, you can find him pretty easily in the tire room or driving the pace car. They have all kinds of great deals um, look, I'm in the market for some tires. I'm going to be stopping in there in the next couple of months and getting my tires down there because I wouldn't trust anybody else because I know EJ is going to take care of us. They offer everything from free visual AC checks, tires, maintenance, repairs, any kind of service you need. They even have wheels. So 
American Auto Tires and Service, your one-stop shop in the New Smyrna area for anything that you need done. So make sure you check them out again. 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna, New Smyrna Beach, 386-428-1941. Stop in and see your friends at American Auto. We also thank DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board as a sponsor. Uh, of course, that is the two Manellos. So let's just say you get into a little bit of a fender bender and you don't want to go through your insurance because you know they're probably going to hike up your rates and you're going to pay for a deductible and you're still going to have to pay for all this stuff. Make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body because they will go ahead and handle that for you. If you got a scuffed up fender, if you got some dents in a bumper, if you got a door that needs replaced, DeBerry Paint and Body will take care of all of that. Um, they are open until about 6 o'clock each day, and you can get in touch with them by giving them a call at 386-320-0267, and they are located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200, in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. And again, their hours are typically 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the weekdays and 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays because, you know, they got to get out to the racetrack and whatnot. So uh, if you need any body work done, paint, body, whatever you need, Make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body. We also thank Brownlee Motorsports for coming on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, you can primarily find the Bromleys running at New Smyrna Speedway. They have a couple of Bomber Bs, the six machines out there for Bromley Motorsports, and they have some pro trucks that they run occasionally as well. Sometimes you can find them out at the dirt tracks having a little bit of fun as well. But we appreciate Bromley Motorsports for coming on board to support the show. So make sure you check them out next time you're at the New Smyrna Speedway. We also thank Jeff White Racing for coming back on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, Jeff White Racing can be found bouncing between the Auburndale Speedway and the New Smyrna Speedway. Jeffrey White, driver of the 41 E-Mod slash A-Mod, has been one of the dominant forces. So if you're looking to get on board with a good racing team, Make sure you check out Jeff White Racing and check them out at the Bull Ring at Auburndale and the big track over at the New Smyrna Speedway. We thank them for coming back on board and supporting the show. And again, if you'd like to come on board and become a sponsor or supporter of the show, we only charge $5 an episode, and you can do as many or as little episodes as you like. One episode, 100 episodes, you could do a season. It's completely up to you. You can sponsor a division. Whatever you'd like to do, we are open um, just message us here on the Racing with Ryan Facebook page or give us a call or text us at 321-356-2934 and we'll be happy to work with you. Thank you again to all of our sponsors and supporters. Now enjoy the rest of the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the show. Well, let's see what you guys had in mind as we take a look at your Fans' Choice Awards here. <clears throat> Again, I post the question on my Facebook. Um, come up with some awards. Let me know what you think. So um, go ahead and read. So naturally, I get a Facebook message as I'm in here. So I'm sure that's going to make for great audio. Damn Facebook. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. If you post it, I'm going to read it. So if you have any regrets, too bad. <laughs> uh, Kathleen Cohn says, Blake Clouser wins the LKQ Superstock Champion and Rookie title for New Smyrna, 15 years old. Yep, that's yep, it, it, That's it. Uh, Skinny Roth says, ran into most cars. Me. Every night I bumped or hit the 5-0 or someone. Skinny Roth says, worth, worst luck. <clears throat> Give that to... Uh, Gage Spears, destroyed car and two motors. 
Yeah, we gave him the better Leave it on the trailer award Biggest S-talker on Facebook He nominates himself again That's skinny, of course um, Who got to talk to NASCAR like Cole and Rowdy In Days of Thunder 5.0 oh, and I If we touched and even looked Like we were last race parked Yeah, he and the 5.0 car Couldn't get away from each other They won the best uh, rivalry at the banquet uh, Skinny's got another one here. Biggest upset, Jerry beating Bass in the last mod mini. And then Bill Hunt says, that's not an upset. Jerry's a badass. So um, Skinny says, who trimmed the fat the most? Well, yeah, that's Paul Kochi for sure. Um, and then Paul says some, you know, immature things. Uh, Skinny Roth, most improved driver, Chase Simons. Started off uh, about putting in the turn four pit exit, too many wins, uh, to having many wins in rookie of the year, second in points. Hank Baker says, Skinny, I, I like that award and your nomination as well. Mark Bell says, I agree with you and Hank Baker on this one. Um, yeah, uh, Chase Simons definitely. Like, my uh, most improved award went from, like, based on, like, previous seasons. Chase definitely improved the most. I would agree here that Chase improved the most as the season went. So I like this one. Uh, Hank Banker says, Mark Bell, you got to love watching these youngsters coming up from families of racers uh, with coaching from their fathers. Absolutely. You love it when when you can see that next generation is just as talented as the current one. Eddie Evans, of course. He says, who wear the best shirt to the banquet? Uh, Mark Bell says, you're a D. Um, here's what I'll say about Eddie's shirt. It was immature. I, no, I Listen, I'm not offended. It takes a lot to offend me. Um, but it was immature to wear that to the banquet. The The banquet is a formal, uh, semi-casual event. And, um, yeah, it was very immature. Like, you're getting your point across. I have nothing wrong with that. But there's a time and a place for that kind of stuff. Uh, Rick Gaither, he reposts his uh, wall breaker award from the banquet this year. Poor Rick. I feel bad for him. Rick Harris says, the Leroy Award, who is always first in line at the pit gate, would need Leroy to uh, pick this. I don't know if Leroy ever charmed, uh, chimed in on this, but, uh, man, you know, I, I used to be one of the first ones to the track, and now I get there while everybody's practicing. Uh, kids, have kids, they said. Um, who gets there first? Well, it's got to be Dave Warning because he needs so much time to uh, get in the pits and get his car unloaded before he can practice. So it's that that the Leroy Award has to go to Dave Warning. It has to because we don't even open up early enough as it is. Uh, Jim McGinnis says, the almost got one. Uh, you can decide the qualifier. The almost got one. Yeah, you know, I kind of I, I kind of did one like that. Um, let's see. Who can I think of off the top of my head that kind of had – Frank had a couple get away. Um, yeah, Frank, Frank Button had a couple of wins get away. And uh, we picked on him at the banquet saying, uh, the best winner through tech was Frank Button. Uh, the Dirt Track and Award. Uh, the driver's always sideways. Tyler Pernesti nominates himself for that one, for sure. Hunter Young says, the Head Turner Award. You're always turning your head and him on the track due to contact, crashing sideways, battling, and so on. Um, then I asked Hunter, well, who would win it? Because, like, these are you all's awards. So now I got to pick the Head Turner Award because he didn't reply to me. So, um, who is always, um, I don't know, probably Kenny in the 5 0 again. <laughs> no, um, man, that's that's a really good one because there's there's always somebody, you know what, you know who it is? It, it It's the 27. Um, oh, goodness, what's his name? Um, um, oh, crap. Bear with me. I got to go to the website and, and get this dude's name. It was the 27 Bomber B. Y'all are shouting it. 
as as I look this up, um, 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 oh goodness gracious, points. Oh God, what's the news? It said bad wrench on the car. He ran like every other race. Um, God, this is killing me. I'm I'm usually so good with names when it comes to race car drivers, and I'm having a moment here, and this is just making. The best audio is you're driving down the road literally telling me you're yelling, but I can't hear you because it's not how this kind of audio works. Where's this dude at? Oh, God. There it is. Joe Warner. Joe Warner in the 27. He gets the Head Turner Award. There it is. There it is, Hunter. Um, Bill Hunt says, wrecked the most other people's cars, and it's just Bobby Holly. See, I think that's – he just he just wanted to be mean to Bobby Holly on that one. Uh, Breakout King. Aaron from Aaron Foy, uh, the breakout king, Charlie or Dustin? Charles Frittle or, or Dustin Higdon? Charles Frittle says, there's only one race I didn't break out, and that was the one where you got your first win, Aaron. Uh, closest to 24 seconds, 24 flat, Charles Frittle. There you go. Um, CJ Creech, also a, uh, a nominee for the breakout rule. And Jared Jevely says, you still race? And CJ says, yeah, when I'm feeling cute. Uh, Dwayne Caleb, the surfing award. And I said, who and why? And, uh, Dwayne says, um, I was just kidding, but me, when I tried to take out the inside wall where there's all that rain. So I like that. That that's, that's a really good one. I got to remember that one for next year. Biggest complainer, the bomb rays over the 20 sec- 24 second rule from skinny. I mean, I get it, man. I like, I, I, sometimes I'm just like, Oh, just make your car slower like you guys work if you can work on them to go fast you can work on them in reverse i know counterintuitive um i, I think they have a right to be loud so it's okay it, it's all right uh we're gonna have a, a bomber a revolution and therefore we're gonna have a bomber b revolution as well so there you go uh mark bell says the stevie wonder award for always missing the obvious that award goes to the new smyrna tech officials um yeah so <laughs> Uh, then uh, Eddie says more than just the tech shed. You know, people are getting their jabs in. People are getting their jabs in. Hey, I opened it. It's an open forum. And uh, Eugene Tuminello uh, nominates himself for Comeback Driver of the Year. So there's the Fan Choice Awards. Um, <coughs> it's a uh, – sorry for the coughing. Hopefully by next week I'll be 100% better. It's it's good, and then I start talking, and it, and it gets bad again. And um, I had a cough drop in the first segment, and I – Listen back to the audio, and I apologize that you can hear it. So, um, I'll be good to go for family fun night. Feeling better, I feel 100. percent 100. Uh, I felt awful last week. Um, feeling great now. Just got this. You know, it's what happens when the cough settles in. It lingers. Uh, last year, it took over during World Series, and it made the first week of World Series really tough. So, I'm hoping that I'm getting it out of the way now and I'll be good to go. But it's that time of the year where the, when the temperatures flux and, and kids start going back to school and people start passing crap around it. It's just, I hope I don't get it again. But anyway, uh, luckily it was just a, more like a fatigue. Uh, you know, well, it definitely wasn't the vid because never lost smell. Still have my appetite. Just uh, felt kind of tired. My daughter felt tired. We're both good. Uh, the cough is waning. So all good for family fun night. Um, but yeah, so I apologize for the, for the coughing. I know it doesn't make for the, the nicest, uh, spikes in audio there, but, uh, anyways, thank you all for participating in the fans choice awards. Hope you enjoy the race with Ryan podcast awards here for 23. 
Uh, before we end the show, I do want to do a little around the state because Auburndale Speedway was able to race, and uh, I believe they were the only show in town. So let's see what went down at Auburndale. And they ran, I'm just going to go in order from their website here. They ran the Treasure Marts of Bartow Pure Stocks. James Wright picked up the win there, as he is accustomed to doing. <clears throat> Brandon Ducher finished in second. Tim Alexander was third. Adam Briggs, fourth. Fifth for Ronnie Roop. Todd Ansel, sixth. Seventh for Jamie Donahoe Jr. And a DNS for LJ Grimm in the 4G machines. Only eight cars. Kind of a tough night there for those guys. <coughs> Uh, next up was the Hubbard Family Trucking A-Mods, and a very interesting man took the win. Sorry, take a drink there. That might help me get through this last uh, little bit of time here. Um, taking home the victory in the 56 car was Adam Briggs. I believe that's his first A-Mod win, uh, at least since they brought the A-Mods back over there. That I, first, I can remember his name. Uh, Matt McCrary win, uh, wins, gets second in the 04. Bray Ganey was third, Ronnie Abney fourth. James Jones was fifth. Dan Scott in sixth. Seventh was J.R. Weldon. Eddie King, eighth. Ninth for Travis Rowland. Norm Dismuke, tenth. Eleventh for Brett Jenkins. And Wally Smith, the DNS. So 12 A-mods. I mean, they're right around where they normally are. Uh, Heat winners, Bray Ganey and Travis Rowland. They had mini stocks. They had a good field of mini stocks. 13 took the green, 14 in total. Bobby Kelly Jr. in the 95. The Copper Machine gets the win. William Kearns was second. Zachary Dees was third. Uh, the Cream rose to the top in this one. Bill Witherington, fourth. TJ Cruz, fifth. They were followed by Matt Miller, Eddie Davis, Danny Fox, Jason Simons, James Hare, Virgil Andrews, Tony Kilburn, Fred Martin, and Stephen Osteen with the DNS. Um, the JD and DK of Florida Mini Stocks. That is a new division title for them. That's what a mouthful that is. Uh, SRQ Taxes moved over to the street stock division for 23, by the way. William Kearns and Bobby Kelly Jr. get the heat race wins over there. Crown Vicks were also in action. They had 12 take the green, 14 in total. He had a DQ and a DNS. Uh, Roger Blevins <clears throat> with the win. Clay Cruz second. Austin Taylor third. Michael Bauer fourth. Fifth for Brian Farmery. Lloyd Freeman sixth. Justin Og... Og that's a hell of a name. Oglave, Oglave, God butchered that. I'm sorry, Justin. Seventh, eighth for Roy Healy. Todd Bauer, ninth, tenth for Matt Miller. Joe Kleitz, eleventh, twelfth for Nico Garano. Travis Rowland with the DNS and Jamie Donahoe Jr. with a disqualification. Not sure why it's not listed. Um, they said they were going to be transparent about their DQs, so maybe you can go to their if you're interested. Or you know, hell, uh, I listen. I have the same powers as you do, right? Um, Auburndale Speedway. Uh, they have already canceled their event for this week due to the cold. Um, so that's unfortunate. Freedom Factory is moving their event to a uh, new start time at like in the afternoon. I'm just curious to see if Auburndale posted anything about their DQs since they said that, uh, damn it, I thought I turned the volume down. Oh, I, I turned the volume up like an idiot. Uh, I'm ready for bed. Um, yes, trying to see here if they have any information. They said they were going to be transparent about DQs, so I'm just curious to see if they posted anything about it on here. And I don't see anything. So, um, 
Yep, don't see anything. So maybe there's maybe it's on the website. Oh well, I'm not gonna go look any further. It's it is what it is. So let's see. Back to the results from Auburndale. Uh, Crown Vicks, Crown Vicks, Crown Vic Heat winners, Blevins and Bauer. I'm not sure if I said already. Uh, the main event for these guys over there at Auburndale was the BG Products winged sprint cars for their first race of 20, their last race of 24. We went to like a month ago and they're already doing their first race. Sorry, last race of 23, first race. Of, damn, I need to go to bed. Uh, anyways, they're right back at it. And Colton Bettis got the win in that one. Duteet was second. Sport Allen was third. Stephen Hollinger fourth. Billy Boyd Jr. fifth. Sixth for Ray Bragg. Joe Ligori was seventh. Eighth for Larry Brazil. Shane Butler ninth. Tenth for Dylan Reynolds. Bo Hartley 11th. Twelfth for Bruce Brantley. And Gary Wiggins 13th. Your heat race winners were Stephen Hollinger and Joe Ligori. So there you go. That's what went down. The modest night over there at Auburndale. Uh, Steve will fill in the blanks for us on the hot mic. Give us a little more in-depth information about what went down. Maybe we can find out the reason for the DQs if you want to go back and watch the hot mic. Um, yeah, so that's around the state. Uh, just a little bit of news here. Uh, before Steve wants me to get Daniel Dye, I was just going to segue into this. Uh, Steve wants me to get Daniel Dye on the show tomorrow. I'll, I'll see if I can reach out to his people. Um, but yeah, Daniel Dye had some big news. Of course, he's doing full-time trucks for... Um, uh, he he was with, uh, God, he was he was with GMS Racing, and now he's with McAnally Racing full time in the trucks, and he's going to run, I believe, ten Xfinity races for Colleague, which is a big deal. I mean, Colleague is a race capable organization. They're on a little bit of a downturn right now, but um, but yeah, it's that's exciting for him. I I know at Quarter Midgets he told me they were working on a pretty big deal part-time Xfinity and sure enough they were and they got it done so uh that'll be cool to see old DD43 driving the 10 and um who knows maybe we'll if we can get him on the, the hot mic show we can talk about that that that's a good idea I'll talk to Steve about that and see what we can do so anyway um some other NASCAR news the clash format has been um revealed they're it's basically the same 150 lap feature event uh they're gonna run the heats on saturday they're not gonna do single car qualifying heats will be um seated based on practice times they're on the heat saturday which kind of stinks because the fans aren't allowed in the stadium saturday saturday is closed to the public so uh, they're just gonna run the heats made for tv movie and then uh sunday they'll have the last chance qualifier it'll be um 75 laps to make it to transfer and that's it so five from each heat There'll be four heats that gives you 22 from the LCQ, gives you 22, and then the highest finisher in points not already qualified gets to join the main event. So down from 27 to 23 cars, which I think is a, is, is a good number. I would have went 24 just to even it out because I'm weird. Um, but this makes the LCQ even more important. It makes, it, makes that race pretty exciting. Um, one LCQ versus two. I think they realized from their mistake uh, two little cars too many laps, too boring. And, uh, yeah, they're trying to get some excitement out of this thing. And then, uh, 23 will start the feature, which I think is perfect on a quarter mile. You don't need any, you, you, you know, you could do more. Obviously we did it last year, but you don't need more. I think we'll, we'll see a, a decent show for what the clash is anyway. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's any other NASCAR news really 
uh, not much pertains to us. Uh, we'll, obviously, we'll talk about the Clash and Daytona and all that stuff when, when NASCAR resumes. That part of the podcast will come back. I'm looking forward to that. I enjoy wasting some time watching some NASCAR and then yelling about it on the show. So I can't wait to get back to doing that. <coughs> um, final thing I want to address before we let you guys go. Um, I, I got to talk about the deal at Citrus County Speedway. Um, if you came to do some banquet, obviously we uh, kind of picked down it a little bit because Zach Curtis was in attendance. Um, Zach Curtis came to our banquet to support Jay Woldridge and his family for Jay's accomplishments, winning Rookie of the Year in the Emons and uh, fourth place in points. So Zach went to the Citrus County Banquet and then shot down to, to New Smyrna. So he was in the room, and as the night gets going, the jokes start flowing, and, you know, I, I had a, a beer for the first time in a week, so, you know, I was being a little bit silly. Um, so I mentioned, uh, you know, he, he won a door prize. I'm like, sorry, there's no pit passes in there, and, you know, I don't think Rusty liked me doing that too much. But like I said, don't give me a reason to pick on you, and I won't pick on you. Um so Citrus County had promised their Enduro winner and promised some other things, um, if you notice throughout the season that didn't happen. Um, but they had promised their Enduro winner 1500 bucks for winning the championship, which is a pretty good little sum of money for a championship. I, I, listen, at our banquet, our, our championship fund payout is, uh, you know, it's it's not what I would like it to be. Uh, in lack of a better term, but it's something in what we say we're going to pay. We pay, you know, it's not like, oh, here's a, <coughs> here's a, um, a certificate for, uh, uh, for a cheeseburger next time you come back, you know, that, that would suck. Uh, but anyway, Citrus County promised and, and put out on their website in, in, in writing that the champion of this season long enduro deal that they had, it's going to win 1500 bucks. Instead, Zach Curtis in his envelope got 10 pit passes. At 40 bucks a pop, that's a $400 value. So not only did he get shorted uh, monetarily, uh, he got shorted at least $11,000 in value, but <clears throat> that to me is the biggest slap in the face you can do to a racer. I get that things happen, and sometimes racers do get screwed over, and sometimes it's not intentional and things happen. Um the one thing I can say about New Smyrna is our payouts may not be the best, but what's uh, what's advertised, what's layout is what, you, what you're going to get. So now, if it's like a special event and you're expecting something and it's not what you expect, then you that's on your expectations. But, um, you know, that situation has come up. Well, I thought I was going to get this, but I didn't. But that's it's not like it was printed, we're going to get this, and then you get half of that or you don't. Zach Curtis basically got nothing for a season of racing, and I think that's a piss-poor way to treat your racers. Um, I think that's bait and switch, uh, 100%. Um, it, it, listen, this wasn't just like hearsay. It wasn't like, well, because, again, they had, like, ownership change in the middle of the season. This was, like, in writing on their website. So if you are looking at that, you're like, well, I'm going to go participate in Citrus County's night of destruction, night of carnage races, because they're offering this. I'm going to go chase that. And yet you're making that track money because those events, that's their cash cow. You know what I mean? And for them to then turn around and pay them, uh, back in pit passes. And then basically to say, what else do you junkyard warriors think you deserve is just, man, like I feel for Zach Curtis, like, I, his his efforts are disrespected. His 
time is disrespected. His, um, he as a person is disrespected. Again, those Knight of Carnages make a lot of money. I've worked them. I've been to them. I've seen the crowds to get in. No, stock, uh, short tracks do not get that kind of crowd for anything but these events anymore, it seems. And so you can't tell me you're not making money off that enough to pay the man what you promised you were going to pay the man. Um, there, Citrus's first event is coming up on the 20th and it is a night of carnage and I'm not going to tell you not to go, but I'm interested to see what's going to, what it's going to be like. Um, I just feel like Zach got shafted and Zach Curtis, he, he will get, um, people get fed up having to pay Zach Curtis cause he's good at his craft, but man, he got screwed, totally got screwed. And, and, you know, Zach finds the gray area. There ain't no doubt about it. Um, but he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Um, always enjoy talking to Zach Curtis. And, uh, I just couldn't, I, first of all, I couldn't believe it when I saw the Facebook post Then I couldn't believe it when I saw him at the banquet and I was like, is this for real? And he's like, Oh yeah. Um, and, it, <coughs> and then to see the owners of the racetrack going on tirades on social media, I got sent several times you know, F this person, F that person, by the track owners publicly on Facebook. I know that there are conversations that are had where uh, the screw you is thrown out by a track owner. I don't, well, don't come back, is thrown out here, is thrown out there. But when you verbis, verbally chastise somebody in public as a track owner, um, yeah, man, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Um, God, I just can't, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure they'll still get a big crowd because most of the crowd that shows up to an event like this is not in tune with the day-to-day -day things that are going on, but I don't know if they're going to get a lot of cars. I'm sure they, they have plenty of local people, uh, loyal people. It, I'm sure it'll be fine, but damn. It just, it just makes me sad to see where Citrus County is at. And listen, they got new owners. They changed some things that, you know, maybe weren't the best for the racers, but they're trying to do what they felt like they had to do. And I want to, I kept saying all year, I can't, I, I want to try to get back out there. I want to try to see it for myself and never did. Um, now I really don't have much of a, uh, inkling to get back out there. I really don't. I just feel like, uh, I, there, there has to be a balance between racer and track and fans. There has to be, you know, everybody, the fans need to be happy. The racers need to be happy and taken care of, and the track needs to make money. All of those need to happen for a track to be successful. And sometimes there's some give on one end and some take on the other, and it all has to balance out at the end of the day. With some nights, the fan count's going to be low, Sometimes the car count's going to be high, so sometimes the track's going to lose money. Sometimes the fan turnout is great. The payout, you know, is manageable. And the racing's good. The racers are happy. Everybody wins. And sometimes the racers are the ones that lose because they have a bad night. Like, it, we're talking about three different things, three different variables that have to come together. But when, when the track is making every effort to make sure that they don't, you know, lose a penny then that's when you start to so it's it's a business. Sometimes you're going to lose and sometimes you're going to win. I mean, 
there are businesses that have big ass sales just to get you in the door to try to get you to come back as a customer. And uh, sometimes you do got to lose a little, but a, a smart business, <coughs> excuse me, uh, my final point here before we get going, um, a smart business is budgeted to where if you have a lackluster turnout at your gate, your event still shouldn't cost you money. Um, my opinion, all these races, a schedule should be built out on what you can afford to lose. And then anything you gain on top of that is money in the bank. So if you build a schedule with an event that you know, you're uncomfortable with, then you probably shouldn't build that event. Or you should probably have your sponsor money that's been coming in cover the, cover the event so that what you get in through the gate and what you get in through the pits... It doesn't, it, it's, it's there. It's everything, your expenses, when you have a race, your expenses should be covered. And then what you bring in should, you know, be the bonus. You pay your employees, etc. I don't know. That's what I would do. I know it's easier said than done. It's harder to bring in money to short, short tracks these days. But um, that's why I'm not upset that New Smyrna has cut, you know, cut down to three, four, maybe five divisions a night. We don't need seven, eight, nine, ten divisions a night. You need four or five solid ones. And, you know, give or take a, a bad turnout here or there. Four or five solid divisions. Give the fans an honest price at the gate. Let them come enjoy some racing. Treat them well. Treat your drivers well. You know, when the ones want to get mouthy, well, again, pick your battles and, and move on. So, yeah, that's, I just sucks we have some awesome short tracks down here and a couple of them are just some there are questionable things listen there's questionable things that go on at, at every one of them uh some are run better than others and some are just completely self-sabotaging themselves and it makes me sad and i hate to see it i want them all to thrive i want us all as a community to thrive and i want there to be great things to talk about that's why i do this podcast man i hate this negative crap but sometimes you got to talk about it. So there you go. Hope you guys enjoyed the awards. I enjoy, I've enjoyed talking with you. I've enjoyed talking my voice into oblivion. Uh, but that's a good test to know that I need to uh, get some rest the next couple of days. Get ready for family fun night. Coming up here on Saturday the 20th at New Smyrna, we got Emods, Super Stocks, Mod Minis, Bama Bees, Ground Pounders, and Spectator Races. All that for five bucks. Kids Power Wheel Races. We're going to have a lot of fun on Saturday. And uh, bring your jackets, bundle up. Might be a little bit chilly, but it's all right. We're going to have fun. So I will see you guys at the races. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. With that said, I almost forgot. With that said, get out there, support your local short tracks, and vroom, vroom on. Vroom, vroom on.